0: All the teachers, time to teach a new way Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say Cause they're the ones who's coming up and the world is in their hands When you teach the children, teach them the very best you can Welcome to another episode of the teacher's cup of coffee. Hope everybody's doing well out there. We're in February We're getting closer for a lot of us to February vacation and then from there on out man, it just flies by So I hope you're doing well Hope you're teaching well, hope your kids are learning, and I'm happy to have you back here with me here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. As I kind of tried to come up with a topic for this episode, I started thinking about how we're really entering testing season. It's not time to give the tests, but we're definitely hitting that time of year where it's crunch time in preparation for the tests. I'm not saying this is a good thing. In fact, I don't like it. But at the same time, it is a reality. And as we enter this important season, uh, unfortunately, it can also be sort of the death of important teaching and learning. It can be the death of fun. It can be the death of inquiry. It can really drag teaching and learning down, even though it's important and we do obviously have to prepare our students for the tests. So it really got me thinking about how we can fight against the monotony of test prep. So a couple things sort of came together for me. First, let's do a scenario. Close your eyes and picture this for a minute. I've been doing this in some workshops lately, and it's awesome to see teachers close their eyes and think this through. So close your eyes and think about this. Tomorrow, you are going to spend six and a half straight hours learning. You don't get to pick what topics you are learning about. You also don't get to choose who is teaching you. And you don't get to choose where this learning will take place. All right, you can open your eyes. Does this sound familiar at all? This is the scenario that our kids, our students live six and a half hours a day for 180 days each year. They don't get to choose what topics they learn about. They don't get to choose who's teaching them and they don't get to choose where this learning takes place. Ugh, can you imagine? I bet it was hard for you to even picture doing that for one day. So my question becomes, if we can't choose all these other things, what do we hope the room looks like? Or how do you hope the room will be set up? In other words, what is the ideal environment in which you would like to learn if you were the one going tomorrow to this scenario? If you're like many educators, unfortunately, really, due to many terrible experiences, you are probably pretty averse to professional development at this point. You know, and so this scenario probably doesn't strike you as, oh, this is so exciting, I can't, go wait, wait, I can't wait to go learn this random stuff. But when I've done this with teachers, you know, I've heard some very cool answers. I've heard educators say, you know, I want to make sure there's comfortable seating in the environment I'm learning in. I want to make sure there's a lot of natural light, a lot of windows. People have said, I like music playing. That helps me focus. Uh, People have said, I need to be able to have water and snacks. And of course, the Holy Grail here on the teacher's cup of coffee. I need to have access to coffee all day. Um, And a lot of people said, I want plants and a lot of like live plants and greenery everywhere. Um, And a lot of people also say they want different seating areas. They want to be able to move around in the room so they're not stagnant in one place. So that gives us a lot to think about about our own classrooms. Are we really maximizing making it a comfortable learning environment when we think of it through the perspective of the students? So that's scenario number one. Here's a second thing that I think ties in. I have always been so enamored with Steve Jobs and a lot of other innovators. And one of the things that really grabs me about Steve Jobs is, of course, he's famous for so many things, the computers, the laptops, the tablets, the iPods, the iPhones, all of that. But one of the coolest things he did was invent the Apple Store. He decided that Apple needed, now that they had so many personal use uh, computers, tablets, phones, all of the above, that they needed brick-and-mortar stores. So this is so cool. What he did is he, he and his top designer spent a month literally just going to shopping malls and observing people walking into stores shopping in the store and walking out and they just took notes and they tried to figure out what they could do with the apple stores to make them the optimal shopping experience and now think about it think about 10 years ago when these stores started popping up how revolutionary they were So from these observations that Steve Jobs and his designer conducted, they found some really cool things they wanted to do with the Apple stores. And now just picture an Apple store and how cool all this is. They have the all glass fronts. So they realized that people are drawn in by being able to see in. So they were the first ones really to create these all glass storefronts. Then they had the beautiful hardwood floors and the very clean wood feel. Then they were very adamant that they wanted to have all the items on display and be touchable. So you weren't looking at what you might buy, you were touching what you might buy. And then how about this one? How cool is it that there's no lines in an Apple store? Whoever's helping you takes out their cell phone and uses that thing and you just check out right there. You don't have to go to the back of the store once you're done purchasing and wait in a line with 15 other people. These changes have really revolutionized what a lot of brick and mortar stores are. And that all came from observation. And and the reason I'm bringing this in here is because do we ever look at our classrooms like this? Do we ever think of the setup of our classroom from the perspective of the students? That's what Steve Jobs did. He spent a month understanding what it felt like to be a shopper, and that way he could figure out how to create the perfect shop. And the question is, do we ever sit in the chairs of our students to see what it feels like in our room? Because we really need to do that. We need to sit in their spot and say, is this some place that if I was coming here every single day to learn stuff that I didn't choose to learn, is this environment a place that would make it nice to learn? Because if we can understand that from their perspective, then we, cre- we can create a classroom setup that's really going to optimize their learning and make them excited. So from these two examples, one, the scenario, two, Steve Jobs, we really need to combine two things. We need to combine our own opinions on what type of learning environment we would like if we were students with some real observations around how our current classroom environment is set up and whether that helps or hinders the students' learning. So what can we change? What can we make better? How can we change our room to fit the learning each week? There's another thought. Every week, if we don't move our room around, then we basically say we're gonna make the learning fit this same old setup. Whereas if we look at the learning that's gonna take that place that week, we can move our room around to fit that learning. And that would be totally different from a student perspective. So I'm trying to give you these different ideas and ways to think about it. But I got to be honest, I don't have the answers for you. This is a real personal decision in your classroom. You know, there's many ideas that come up you know get some different seating options you know we as adults like having different seating options so do kids and this is happening in a lot of schools including my own we're getting yoga ball chairs there's stand-up desks a lot of teachers are getting comfortable chairs or bean bags you know they're even i've seen schools now they're even making pedals for kids to keep their feet moving under their desks this stuff is important this makes a kid more comfortable sitting while they're learning Some other ideas that come up are bring in different lighting like lamps and Christmas lights and don't just have that industrial school lighting, which nobody likes. Um, create collaborative work areas that feel different. You know, a lot of us put four desks together and oh, now we have a collaborative work area. And that's better than nothing. But, you know, it's also not inspiring to just for a kid. If Think about it. If you're the adult, would you just want to sit in the desk, just move together? Like it'd be more fun to have a table or to have the desk together in a corner or to have just a whole different way. Maybe have four beanbags on the floor and that's where we sit and work together. Which brings me to another idea. Divide the room into different sections. You know, does your room just have one section? Or are there different sections where people can go over in that corner and go over in that corner? And up here is different than back there. Um, like I said earlier, change your room around every week. That way there's always a feeling of excitement and you can fit the environment to the learning. And there's even simpler stuff like just post some new pictures and some new messages. Maybe put up pictures of your family and your kids or your, your brothers and sisters or whatever it might be. And that'll make you come alive for the kids Or or put up quotes from current famous people. You know, there's nothing wrong with all the wonderful teacher quotes that we've had in rooms forever, you know, from famous historians and famous people along the way. But maybe just Google some quotes of famous people your kids are into. Put those quotes up. All of this just creates a different learning environment. And this all comes back to, and the reason I'm, I guess I'm throwing this challenge out to my listeners this week is we're entering that testing crunch. We're entering that two months where it's just, we're so stressed in prepping for that test. But one thing we can control is how our room is set up and how it feels. So go back to our scenario. You don't have much ability at this point in the year to choose what you're teaching. I know that. Even how you're teaching it. You know, as we get closer to testing season, man, it gets harder to be creative for sure. But you do control the setup, you do control the vibe. And just as Steve Jobs observed stores and shopping malls, in order to redefine how they should be set up, look closely at your classroom. Reflect upon what you can do. What would you like it to be set up as if you were a student? What would the room look like if you had to learn in it every day? And make some changes that will keep things fresh, keep things exciting, especially as we get deeper into the testing season. That's my challenge this week. Go out there and Steve Jobs your room. Make it different. Make it comfortable. Make it inviting. Steve Jobs, your room. You and your students will feel refreshed. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Hope everybody has a great couple of weeks. We'll be with you again after the February vacation. And I hope you've enjoyed it here at the Teachers with Cup. Of coffee. No more sleeping in bed. I'll wake up with everybody.